Here we go! Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Rec Room. I'm your host, Ben, and in the next 10 minutes or less, I'm going to take you through my spoiler-free recommendations and reviews of movies and TV that I've seen this week. Typically, it'll be new releases, but every now and then, we'll dive into my watch list. This week, we've got Missing, Triangle of Sadness, Skinamarink, RRR, and my favorite of the week, All Quiet on the Western Front. Timestamps for each of those are, as always, in the show notes. Let's get into it. First up, we have Missing. Uh, This is a new release that opened this past weekend. It's from the same creators of the 2018 film Searching, and the gimmick here is the same. Uh, The entire story plays out on a mixture of computer screens, camcorders, security cameras, phones, all of that stuff, and uh, everything in between. Um, I think this is a fascinating concept, uh, considering that we all spend most of our time looking at those same screens, and uh, now it's really kind of circling around as we watch a screen showing us more of those screens. Uh, the story is about an 18-year-old girl named June whose single mother goes missing after a trip to Columbia and she's trying to find her. Uh, the story is pretty interesting. It's a mystery that has some genuinely surprising twists. Um, but what I find the most interesting is that this movie is actually able to convey some significant emotional depth through multiple layers of screens in a way that I actually felt it, though I, I do think the climax was a little bit hindered by the format, and I would have preferred to have seen it cinematically shot, but uh, I definitely applaud the commitment to the established form. Uh, this is one that I think is interesting for the sake of its gimmick, but for that same reason, it might not be for everyone. Uh, whichever side you fall on, it is in theaters now. Next up, we have Triangle of Sadness. Um, I sat on this one for a couple of days before I could figure out what to say because for the first time in a while, I finished this movie and I really wondered, like, what did I just watch? Uh, Triangle of Sadness is a strange, sort of funny satire on wealth and the people who have and control it. Um, What's sort of flabbergasting about this movie is the turns that it takes. The first act is uh, some pretty great argument scenes between a wealthy couple about money, and then the second is like a White Lotus-esque yacht getaway with caricatures of a bunch of rich folks, Um, and then the third act turns into like this inexplicably drawn-out depiction of those same rich folks trying to survive on a deserted island. This movie tries to be a lot of things, but in trying to do so, I don't think it quite succeeds in any one of them. Uh, The second act is extremely heavy-handed in what it's trying to say. Uh, There's a lot of direct mentions and quotes about Marxism and capitalism, um, while it's also trying to be an ensemble movie. But none of the characters really have enough depth to achieve that. Um, I think there's some genuine humor buried in this two and a half hours, but I also think that, unfortunately, this movie considers itself funnier than it actually is. Um, If I'm honest, I am not surprised at all that it got a Best Picture nomination today, along with a couple other nods, but I certainly don't think it will win. Uh, It's up against much better films. That movie is available for digital purchase or rental wherever you get your digital films. Now I want to talk real quick about a creepy little movie that I just saw today, and that is Skinamarink. Uh, I think I may not be smart enough to fully understand this movie, but I was f***ing terrified the entire time. 
I'm still anxious, and I saw it four hours ago. Um, right off the bat, it should be said that this is absolutely not your traditional horror movie experience, and it absolutely will not be for everyone. Um, for the first few minutes, I myself was kind of like rolling my eyes because I thought it was just going to be like this pretentious art house movie that thinks it's way deeper than it is, and uh, that may partially still be true, but the dread just sets in and does not let up until the end comes up on screen. Um, it's hard to say what this movie is about. Uh, basically, these young siblings wake up to realize that their dad is gone, as well as all the doors and windows of the house, um, and the movie kind of takes a non-linear waltz from there. Uh, the entire movie is seen through a thick film grain, and the sound feels like it's kind of like silence, but turned up to full volume, if that makes sense. Uh, there's barely any dialogue. It leaves almost everything to the imagination, which is exactly why humans fear the dark, right? I mean, we don't know what is hiding in it. Um, this is a film full of suggestions that just let your mind run horrifyingly wild. Uh, there's really only a few instances of even seeing the characters' faces. Um, it has notes of paranormal activity and the Blair Witch Project, but even weirder. <laughs> uh, if you're not super into like strange artsy films, I would suggest waiting until this is streaming to check it out, but otherwise, it's in theaters now. Next up is RRR. Um, now, this was my first time watching an Indian film, and wow. Uh, this was released last year, and it has garnered a lot of international attention. Uh, not once is this movie subtle, but also not once is this movie boring. The spectacle is just absolutely incredible. I mean, there's just one explosive action sequence after another. There's massive musical and dance sequences, and it's all on these gigantic sets with a cast that... It really seems to number in the thousands. It's just, it's incredibly dramatic, emotionally charged. The fight choreography, it's just ludicrous in a wonderful way. And really, truly, I can honestly say I've never seen anything like it. Um, I think it's safe to say that I don't know it'll be for everyone uh, because some may find that it's too much. Um, but I also think that it's something everyone should experience. Uh, films from other parts of the world are a great way to kind of disrupt what you're expecting from movies as a form of entertainment and to see what else is possible with the medium. Uh, so I really suggest checking this one out. Um, the performances from the two leading men are really, really stunning when you consider just how much was asked of them as performers. Um, is this movie absolute insanity? Yes, but in the absolute best way. It is so much fun and it's a great way to sample some uh, maximalist Indian film. And the best part, it's available on Netflix. Check it out. And lastly, we have my favorite watch of the week, and that is All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, now, this is another foreign film that is available on Netflix, but this one is German. Uh, it's actually a remake of a Best Picture winning film from 1930, um, and this version was actually also just nominated for Best Picture. Um, it very quickly paints a picture of a group of boys who are eager and excited to take up arms in World War I as Germany is advancing on Paris, uh, but their grand vision of what their experience will be like of course, inevitably, and very quickly goes to hell. Uh, it's a very, very good, very well-made and beautifully shot war movie. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous, uh, but it is very much that, a war movie. Um, to me, it doesn't stand specifically head and shoulders above 
other war films, but that might be a result of its source material sort of being the, like, grandfather of every other modern war film, so maybe that was inevitable. Um, but it is a staggering piece of art, and I was captivated by its brutality. Uh, this movie is very direct in showing how horrific and violent war is, and really it exemplifies how it feels about the pointless cruelty of it all. Um, the 1930 film was staunchly anti-war, uh, just like the book that it was based on, and that tone absolutely continues on into this iteration. Uh, there is no two ways about it. This movie is very bleak. It's very, very bleak. Um, so just make sure you're in an all right mindset before diving in because it is haunting. Um, the last 30 minutes are just a gut punch. Um, the score is great. It's jarringly anachronistic in a few spots, which I loved. Um, again, foreign films are just always interesting to experience, so I really recommend taking a look, um, especially since it was nominated for nine Academy Awards. That is also available on Netflix. And that wraps up this week's Rec Room. Thanks for joining me. And don't miss a special episode dropping this Friday, where I'm going to be ranking the 2023 Academy Award Best Picture nominees. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're so inclined, leave a review. It really does help. If you've got questions or recommendations of your own, the Rec Room is on Instagram at recroom.pod and the inbox is always open. Have a great week and I'll see you next time on the Rec Room.